Where we're going, we don't need roads. Tell you my story, man. I'm drunk, show up. Beautiful, I'm drunk. You talk. Give me two. Welcome to the movies at the movies. Uh, I was about to call segments, but episode now. Episode that has its own life. Yes. Uh, so this week we were lucky enough to uh, head out to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. Or some would say two zero four nine. Yeah. <coughs> or two thousand and forty nine. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So many ways. Yeah. Got? So, well, do you want to just get into the get into it, or yeah, yeah? I just want to hear everything you've got to say about it officially. Okay. All right. So this is the official rundown. Have you been paid to say this? The formal rundown. No, I have not been paid to say this. Okay. Why That's not? A, let's, let's, let's let's rectify that. Yeah. yeah. How how do we make this happen? <laughs> All right. No. I know the, a guy. What's the official word on this? Well, here's the thing, right? It's uh, directed by Denny Villeneuve, who uh, directed Arrival, Sicario, and Prisoners. Love. Love, 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 yep. Uh, Based on the book by Philip K. Dick, uh, the original. Uh, The screenplay adaptation for this was uh, Michael Green, who was brought in. He wrote American Gods, a TV show, Logan, and Alien Covenant. So not too bad cred there. Yeah, Logan's a hit. Uh, And then the original Blade Runner screenwriter, uh, Hampton she came in as well uh, to, to do that. So it's got his handprints all over it. Yeah. Stars Harrison Ford, obviously Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Uh, duh, and, and, Ryan, and Blade Runner. And Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, and the original Blade Runner. <laughs> uh, Ryan Gosling from La La Land, Drive and Nice Guys. And um, Anna Diamas is also from uh, War Dogs and Knock Knock, if anyone's seen those two films. Yes. It's the main female War Dogs, lead. Have, yes. Yeah, War Dogs is good fun. Look, the official synopsis for this uh, is a young Blade Runner's discovery of a long-buried secret leads him to track down a former Blade Runner, Rick Deckard, who has been missing for 30 years. Wow. The genre's sci-fi. This has been filmed 35 years after the original. Yeah. Yeah, it's been 35 years since Mm -hmm. the, the original. And in story, it's been 30 years, which is just in that synopsis there as well. The budget... Is $185 million on this film. So it's right up there. The runtime is two hours and 41 minutes. And you're going to watch this film if you like movies, obviously Blade Runner, maybe Arrival, and I picked out Solaris as well, another sci-fi drama. It's released around the globe this week. The box office expectations is $50 million opening in the US and a 5 to $6 million opening here in Australia. It's on the third widest opening of all time, so the third widest amount of screens in the US yeah. of all time. So they're really oh, backing. All time. Mm, they're wow. really backing it. Well, I mean, it it was all time. Sure. Yeah, and was, it'll, it'll keep building every every year. You'll have a, a new all time, I guess, because they open new screens. The original Blade Runner was it? Uh, you know, a big commercial success. To it wasn't actually. It was actually uh, considered almost a flop, but became a cult 
following, uh, a cult following and adapted a cult following and became very successful after the fact. Yeah, right. Yeah. Speaking of cult followings, I see that you're wearing the Evil Dead shirt. Yeah, yeah, I love my Evil Dead shirt. <laughs> yes, and you're even representing a bit of a Godfather happening on your T-shirt. That's right, yeah, I'm wearing The Father. The Father. Yeah, I got that for Father's Day. Yeah, it's very it's nice. nice. It's very it? cute. <laughs> yeah, so uh, look, it's been critically very well accepted, 91% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's certified fresh, which means that they've had enough critical reviews to um, park that in as a 91% certified. That is, uh, they're the uh, basic facts. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, so... And you saw this recently, didn't you? Yeah, so my, my thing was uh, I watched Blade Runner, the original, again during the week. Yeah. And then I watched Blade Runner 2049 last night. Uh, and you imagine lots of people are watching the original Blade Runner this week. You would think so, right? I'd love to know what the downloads... Yeah, and, it'd uh, be hot. Oh, it'd be hot. DVD sales are. Yeah, for sure. I, I've seen the original Blade Runner probably about, I'm going to say five or six times, so a fair few, and I um, was introduced to it around, I think around 12. Yeah. I did not see it at the cinema. I'm too too young for yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, it was 82, sorry, so what, what was I, uh, 10, uh, no, 9. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I watched it a couple of years later. A bit later, over your so. head, I think, at that point. In definitely, definitely. Yeah. So look. Did you want to say anything about what, what What did you do? What was your, uh, how did you run with Blade Runner this week? Yeah, all right. So I uh, went to a, a screening like at night on its opening day. Uh, I tend to not like to do that unless I'm with a group of friends. Why is that? Uh, because it's generally busy. Uh, lots of younger generational oh, yeah. people around, which is fine. Oh, I mean, I'm young myself, yeah. but uh, there are always people trying to get into films that they don't understand. I see Ryan Gosling. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and that's something I'll come into a little bit later. I'm sure it comes into effect. <clears throat> I know where you might go with that one, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, we, uh, we watched Flatliners, as we said, last week's on last yeah. week's pod, and it was a Thursday night screening with teenagers. Yeah, and it just, uh, I think, I don't know, you can't win. Like, sometimes I, I watch it in, during the day, and I think, oh, maybe I should actually watch these things with a group. And then yeah. I watch it with a group, and I can't, you know, and it bugs you. Yeah. Look, I think it really depends on the film, right? Yeah, definitely. This film takes uh, t- uh, needs or requires your attention. It does. And if yeah. you remember my runtime, I said it was two hours and 41 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but I'm happy to say that for the most part, this film holds your attention. It, it does, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's intriguing. Yeah. There, there is a part in the middle, and uh, I'll go into some spoiler uh, areas later on after the siren sounds. Mm. Um, where the young ones tended to uh, become a little bit noisier, uh, start throwing their um, food down to the front rows oh and things gosh. like that. Yeah, uh, That would upset me big time. And even though I asked for an aisle seat, I was sat three in. Um, so it was difficult for me to take notes. And you know how I like to write my notes. You do. And are you <laughs> a, um, as much of a seat diva as I am? Yeah. I've got to be like, Middle, middle, but middle aisle seat. No, that didn't, that made no sense. Middle, <laughs> middle of the cinema and an aisle seat. Yeah, right. It's like ordering your steak. Everyone has a certain sort of thing. You like yeah. it medium, medium rare, wh- whatever it is. Well done. Uh, so I what's tend your to like, go-to? Well, yeah, I'm very similar to you, but I like, I generally say medium to back on an aisle. Okay. That's the one thing. It's just on an aisle. So medium to back. back. Yes, yeah, so I'm an aisle too. Now, 
you're probably a foot taller than me, if, if not more. So I understand yeah. your aisle request. Yeah, uh, mine's just to give myself a little, uh, myself a little bit of bre- breathing room, I guess. Sure. You know, so I haven't got two people one, you know, uh, one either side. I guess is yeah. where that comes from. But it's funny because my, um, I prefer to then sit down the front or, or middle front if it was a three D film because I need to uh, be absorbed into that uh, environment. If I'm up the back, I feel removed, too much removed from a three D film. Yeah, right. Well, m- my seat preference is generally down to two things. Uh, one, obviously, because of this show, I like to take notes. So um, there is natural light uh, with the uh, aisle lights. Yes. So that, that helps. The blue glow. Yeah, well, it depends where you are, right? Some yeah. of them are yellow, whatever. Some of them are broken. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, uh, but generally, I've got, I've got so many injuries. You know, I can't sit too far up the front because my neck hurts. Um, I can't sit in the middle of uh, any aisle because my knee will start hurting and I'll start kicking the person next to me, uh, you know, <laughs> and I have, you know, some back problems and this is just from a life of sport. Um, yeah, I was about to say, why, why do you have so many yeah, injuries? Yeah, I'm not going to go into it. So uh, now that you're getting a little older, that, that's starting to uh, come to the surface, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the injuries I had earlier on in my career uh, are coming back to haunt me. A good friend of mine has a sciatic nerve issue in his uh, back. <coughs> and it's so funny watching him uh, watch a movie because he'll get up every 25 minutes and just do a 20-yard a pace. Who's that? It's uh, Will. You know, Will. Oh, Will. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that's enjoyable. That's not distracting at all, Will, when you do that. <laughs> Especially when you walk in front of me, but anyway. <laughs> and also, I'm, I'm so conscious of how I eat my popcorn. I think we've already been through our, my popcorn uh, fetish. Yeah, but not enough. Uh, yeah, right. Because distract, it actually distracts me. My popcorn eating? Yeah. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Good, because yours distracts me too. I don't eat popcorn. No, but when you do... Well, yeah, occasionally. You, you have it in, that, in like handfuls not in like two or three pieces it's like how much can i fit into my mouth that's a lie less and that is not true i I like watching you catch it (laughs) and then i'm trying and then try and push it back up your chin into your mouth again Uh, (laughs) and then searching around the chair and oh yeah it's It's a horrible mess (laughs) you'll find half of mine down there don't worry (laughs) i know and that's the thing like i know it's annoying so that's why uh when i'm sitting in between people i tend not to eat my popcorn <laughs> when it's quiet yeah well okay. i hate hearing something so that's either. externally and i understand that in a quiet moment you got yeah. to pause your chew right yeah. but tell me internally your inner ear when you're chewing does that distract you from the uh, audio no. no so it's not a loud kind of chew and no no to me it doesn't sound like anything obviously okay right well popcorn's obviously uh you know, more subtle, I guess, and not as aggressive as like salt and vinegar chips. Yeah, there was a guy with some like pop crisps, or what do they call those yeah. snap pop things. What do they call those? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Don't get sued. But uh, <laughs> you know, you, you pop the top. And you, oh yeah, and they yeah, come yeah. Out, right. I mean, I so, think, yeah, Pringles. <clears throat> and I, he must have gone through. He's two seats away. There's no one else between us. Mm. And he must have gone through the whole packet. And with everyone, like the first two mouthfuls were with an open mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and even when he like closed his mouth you just hear that crunch, crunch, crunch. so possibly when i was distracted during that middle half of the film is because some you know guy down the aisle was this whole packet of kringles so this might come into the re- review folks i mean i was actually eating salt and vinegar chips last night when i 
watch the film and, and I was very conscious of my chew habit and I was, it was controlled chewing. Yeah, and I know that you were watching the film with a mutual friend of ours yes. who obviously, I, I know him, so if you annoyed him enough, he would have snap punched you to the neck. Yeah, he, he would have and he didn't. Yeah, so I was so very conscious of I that. I mean, take that as a positive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You did a good job. I mean, so anyway. You mentioned it after the film, but anyway. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> we're, we're way off topic. So where were we? Uh, oh, yeah, that's how you saw the film. We're back to Blade Runner, the original. Yeah, right. We're going that far back in time. Um. But uh, but no, uh, look, my non-spoiler review is simply this. I really enjoyed this film. And I didn't think I wanted to. I, I During the week, I watched uh, Blade Runner. Yep. Uh, but I only saw maybe 40, 45 minutes of it just because of time constraints. But I wanted to see a little bit of it just to... Get a feel of the universe yeah. again, the now, world. It's not like I hadn't heard about this film before. It's not like I hadn't seen parts of it before because... You know, I worked in a video store. Yeah. Of course, you, you, you look up and you want to make sure you've ca captured all these films and seen these films. Well, Blade Runner also comes up in conversation as arguably by some people um, the greatest sci-fi film of all time. Yeah. Yeah, so and it comes up in conversation. So the interesting part for me oh. is the first time I went to watch it, I must have been, you know, either late teens or early 20s. And I was, no doubt, on VHS. And I got through, I guess, I don't know what... Uh, 15 minutes, 20 right. minutes, and I was I was bored. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I don't get what anyone's um, talking about. And I know now that that is just due to age, maybe, or just the place in my life, because I'm sure there are 20-year-olds that are la lapping this stuff up now and whatnot. Mm. But it just uh, at that time in my life, I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't get it. Um, so with that in mind, I found it interesting that there were so many young people there last night that were definitely not in you know, 18... You know, seventeen, but and they were there for Ryan Gosling. Do you think is that why what attracted them? Or I think he's the draw, and I have no doubt that they play on this nostalgic nostalgic thing of um, Blade Runner, and um, that adds to it. And you know, you've got to be fairly confident with a film going to cinema at two hours and forty four minutes, and spending one hundred eighty five million dollars. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the, that's confident. The posters look good. Yeah, the trailer looks good. Yep, and Ryan Gosling looks good. Yep. So, so tick tick tick. Yeah. Uh, so with all of those things, I actually don't yeah, feel that uh, as a young person like I was back when I watched the original, I don't think being a young person today is going to be a hindrance to watching this film. No, um, but you need to kind of know what you're in for though, I think. Uh, and you need to be okay with the runtime. And that's a big part of my, my review. Um, so yeah, that you need to also be, I think, a fairly patient film viewer as a young person to watch this film. So this is funny because you're probably going to go through your stuff now and unless someone sits around for the non-spoiler part, they won't see why I think it was paced the way it was. Because I was getting really angry at at one point and I c can't talk about it right now. But yep. there's, there's a moment where I just thought, well, of course this is happening. Um, you know, they could have just cut all of this out and an hour out of the film. Easily, and it would make just as much sense. Yep. So later on, we're going to talk about that as to the pacing of that particular um, segment moment. area. Yep. Yep. Uh, because it all makes sense to me now that I've had a chance to think about it. Okay. Look, um, yeah, and just a reminder: this is the uh, non-spoiler review section. So <laughs> yeah. We're just going to gloss over everything. Look, I I'll tell you um, where where I'm at. <clears throat> generalizing here, 
the cinematography and score in this film is amazing, right? Uh, yeah, well, of course it is. So I'm just letting the soundtrack for you. Yeah, and that's Hans Zimmer at work. Yeah, he did part of the uh, score there. So Roger Deakins was the uh, was the DOP. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing that, and I know it's annoying to you because it got to a point where it was really annoying for me. Right. And you mentioned the soundtrack as being a really good thing. Yeah. And I get that it for a, uh, half an hour, I was just like, oh, wow, this is cool. For a whole f- two hours and 44 minutes where every time they wanted to move on and you just had that, oh, I'm not going to do it again because I know it's really loud, uh, that sound. Yeah. Kind of got to me. Okay, and that's fair enough. Um, look, I, I thought it was a feature in its own, though, the score. But, yeah, the cinematography really is the highlight here. And um, I'm not sure if you, you're familiar, Sean, but uh, Roger Deakins was the DOP, right? Just to give you an, an example of what kind of work Roger Deakins has done as a DOP in the past, and this guy has never won an Academy Award. You ready? Really? Yeah. Uh, you might be familiar with some he's, of it. But just, he's, he's won it now. 100% won it, yeah. yeah. He's an absolute shoe-in to win this Oscar, so there's a tip, people. So he's uh, he did the uh, cinematography for Sicario, Skyfall, No Country for Old Men, The Village, A Beautiful Ooh, Mind, Skyfall. Hurricane, The Big Lebowski, Shawshank Redemption. That's just a handful yeah. of movies that I've just picked randomly, yeah. and there's so many more. Wow. And he hasn't won, right? And they're all movies that I just... I picked out the movies that are quite visual or, or unique, uniquely visual, yeah. you know. Yeah, but he has uh, outdone himself in this Completely. Film. Yeah. You know, I, I can understand how this movie uh, has got its, you know, fresh certification, um, Rotten Tomatoes, because, you know, it will appeal to all ages. As you go, I do agree that people should know what they're going in for, but I think that it's got enough... Um, movement, you know, forward movement to keep you interested in that story. So when you are lagging at points, and you think, "Oh, maybe I'll stop watching this," then something happens and it brings you back in. And yeah. I think they have enough of those moments to. Well, this is a part that I'm really interested in. It's, it's obviously the critics. Are, for the majority, the critics are loving it, right? And it make completely makes sense. It's a beautifully looking uh, and technically sound film, right? Where I'm interested in is the general public. Uh, the Joe public and, and what they think of this film. And obviously it was just released uh, yesterday around the world. So um, I have only got a handful of feedback so far. And I actually don't even know what you think yet, uh, except yeah. for the little bit that you've just talked about. We, mm. we haven't spoken to each other about it. But um, yeah. so the other thing I want to mention though is, uh, do you mind if I just kind of summarize to my review? Yeah, I'll sit back. I'm going to crack okay. <clears throat> So look, Guys, they seamlessly transition that 35 year, 35 years later prop so amazingly, like perfectly. They capture the feel of the original film. So good, in fact, that they capture the overall film of the original, which was quite slow. Uh, and it's bordering on Art House. The original Blade Runner is border, bordering on Art House. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a cult film. It's just, you know, not a lot happens, um, but it's visually striking for 1982 and it opens your eyes up to a world that is um, quite unique, you know, in um, in the future. This one does exactly the same and captures that feeling, which I thought they did, like, really, really well and perfectly. But for me, it was to its detriment 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I found this movie really, really slow. Yeah. And too slow. And um, for modern audience. And although they paid wonderful homage and tribute to the original, um, at two hours and 41 minutes, the modern audience, it's just too hard. Now, can I tell you, and you know this, what I think of um, Danny Villeneuve, he's my favourite director at yeah. the moment. You know that. I yeah. rave about him all the time. Yeah, yeah. I loved Arrival. I was going to say, that you're together. going on about that. And, and yeah, that's a slow film. I'm neither here or there on that one. Right, but that's a slow film. Yeah. You know, this, like Arrival, in comparison, he moves along at crackneck speed. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I think for me, if you're a hardcore Blade Runner fan, you'll be happy. They've done a wonderful job. You've got to be hardcore. And I'm not a hardcore fan. I always appreciate the film, but never a hardcore fan. Yeah. You know, uh, I think if you appreciate cinematography or that technical aspect, you'll get something out of it. Yeah. But everyone else, like... There's about 100 people. Pete from Penrith. Good luck, mate. Oh. There's... Or Dave from Dubbo. Lost all our uh, listeners. No, no, I'm saying good luck. (laughs) Like, I... If I'm struggling and I don't mind left art house alternate slow if it's for the you know whatever i just think this this movie was too slow okay um i find you too slow (laughs) 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 it's unusual that we're a role reverse here i'm always positive but look i'm not saying as i've told you when i think of the the cinematography how they capture the essence of the first one brilliant yeah but in 2017, to have a movie run for two hours and 41 minutes that actually really doesn't push the story along too much more, just gives you a visual of the, uh, the, the universe at that time in 2049, uh, which is amazing, by the way, uh, it's, it's just boring. <sighs> okay. Uh, well, one of the things I thought they did really well is <laughs> watching uh, sci-fi films, I find that... Uh, you, the writers and directors and actors are constrained by their minds and what they can create with their minds and their minds are, are shaped by the world that they have brought up in and live in, right? Yep. Um, so whenever they come up with flash forward technology, it's, it is Influenced stuff we don't by have. by present day, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's the yeah. understanding that we have, right? I just felt that this film had moments where they just adapted it really well. They 100% st- agree. Yeah, I don't think that they still stepped outside the boundaries of, oh my God, that was like, I, we could never think of that. Well, amazingly, they kept it looking and feeling like um, the 1982 Blade Runner, which was yeah. filmed in 1982. Yeah. But they introduced all these this new tech, I guess, tech, which yeah. was really outside the, the thoughts of... It just really suited the world that they were in. You know, uh, yeah. what is it? Um it's set. The original was set 2019, and yes. the this one is set in like 2050. 49. 49. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> Blade Runner 50 the, uh, something. <laughs> it's not called Blade oh Runner 2050. Oh god. Um. It's yeah. 2049. <laughs> oh, you were going to hear about that all night. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, no, no, not anyway. It's um, 30 years exactly, which was yeah. also in my intro. But no, I, I listened to that. Yeah. But, you know, I was a little bored. So... <laughs> uh, I really like the... Um, the uh, oh, we sh- This is really spoiler territory. So, yeah, we, we yeah. shouldn't do specifics. No, no. no. 
No, so so uh, as I said, so I think that they set in 2049. Obviously, you know, I'm hoping that I'm going to be alive still in 2049. Um, I hope you're well, alive so. still in yeah, 2049. Good. Uh, and you know, I don't think we're going to get that far ahead that there are going to be things that are out, you know, just completely outside of what I could think of right now. Yeah. You know, like I've thought of this and anyone can take this idea from me, but I can guarantee as I've learned over my lifetime, when I get really excited about an idea that I've got that someone from Apple, Google, or any other company before that, IBM and you know, all the way down have already thought of it. Of course. And they're working on it. In the Cause they've got the infrastructure to do so and but, produce. <laughs> yeah. But think about this, right? You walk into a cinema and as you're walking into the cinema, um, you, the camera security cameras or cameras up there are scanning your face, right? And they're relating that scan to mm. all of your social media accounts and the same advertising that Facebook and Google and that use on you. So when you sit down to watch your movie, the ads that um, start playing up in front of you are specific more to, to specific you. to the audience yeah, that's yeah. in front of them. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So obviously they can't play, so let's say, 200 ads, but they'll find common themes yeah. and go... and, and but here's the next step. As you're walking in and you buy your ticket and they start saying, okay, my face is now on this ticket <clears throat> and 10 minutes before the movie is like about to start with the ads, it'll send out to all people uh, that are, you know, um, businesses who are registered for this saying, hey, we've got 50 people in here that uh, suit your business. Pay us $200 now <laughs> and we'll... Yeah, like yeah. In, instant marketing or advertising. Yeah, to so the rather than client, yeah. yeah, rather than paying for a block of a month or two months or a run of a film, yeah, you can say, well, I'm going to subscribe for a year, um, and in that year, I, I want you to um, contact me, like send me this through, and I press yes or no, or whatever it is, how it works. Yeah, and you 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 find a more direct market. But I think that's honestly that <laughs> is. That stuff is around the corner, like literally. Oh yeah, I mean, I as you know, I'm affiliated with a third, uh, with a marketing agency. Yeah, yeah. And they have intelligent, um, intelligent uh, billboards uh, as we speak. When you yeah. walk past, it, it'll play something that's specific to to you, your your um, gender and stuff like that. See, that's interesting because obviously, uh, I thought privacy is an issue. Yeah, and that is a a problem because you know. Well, it will become a problem potentially, but at well, the moment it's just going. You're female, so here's a, here's a um, here's an ad for oh Sapporo my, oh or whatever. I'm going to sue. Sapporo. I'm going to dress as a female. What is a typical female? I would say, and <laughs> sue them. What for? Well, I mean, how can they say you're male? What about all the other genders in this world that we live in? Oh yeah, right. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to get on this whole topic, but yeah, I'm just saying that th isn't that a minefield? Saying I'm going to say you're male or female. And Look, I'm sure they've thought about it. They got legal on it. I'm sure they're all over it. So what else did you? Uh, <laughs> I want to get into. Are oh, you this. about? Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, you can do that. Let's call you, up my friend. <laughs> you can do that on your Sunday night podcast. My yeah, friend. I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay. So look, overall, I, I I can understand how you thought it was a little slow. And um, not a little slow. It was very slow. Okay, for me. so it was very slow. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say I understand that it was very slow. I thought it was a little slow in in parts. But, and I'm about to go into this in the spoiler territory. There was a reason why I thought it was that way, and why uh, I think that the way my mind works, and I think other people's mind works, was making the film slow while we were trying to work things out as we were going along. 
Jason may agree, he may disagree, but he can only do that in the spoiler territory. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say that uh, with, again, fans of the original Blade Runner, definitely run out and see this at the cinema. Um, I had my first experience uh, since being back in this country at an extreme screen. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why the got to me so much because <laughs> it felt like my seat was rattling. It was in my face. But anyway, it was amazing because yes. every sound was there and uh, I, I was immersed. So, uh, yeah, if you're a Blade Runner fan, a fan of sci-fi in general, I think you take the chance uh, and definitely go and see it at cinema because uh, if anything, you're going to hopefully see the Academy Award winning uh, cinematographer. Yeah, you, you will yeah. be. Just absolutely you will amazing. Be. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, but just, for, just know you run the... Re- and I don't disagree with anything you just said, actually. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a movie that's worthy of going to see on the big screen. But just note that you may walk out thinking that was very, very boring or slow or... Um, yeah. This, uh, but you may walk out going, that was, that was beautiful. Is and this your recommendation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Sorry, keep going. Um... But Joe Public, uh, I think you should definitely watch it on Blu-ray, not DVD. You yep. know, you've got and you've got to watch it on a full, you know, 1080 5K screen. So go out and buy your new 5K curved TV. <laughs> have to, but Doesn't just watch it, it on the four to eight K. Watch it on the best possible medium yeah, you can. If 100%. you if you don't want to go to cinema, it's a, and it's a visual money. ecstasy, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, you know, don't if you watch this on subscription or um, maybe in transit because in transit is a different sort of category altogether. Mm. But certainly, if you watch it um, subscription or DVD, you're just going to miss all the good uh, parts of this film. And as Jason said before, he found it very slow. And if you miss all the good parts, well, you're just not going to enjoy this film night. at all. Yeah, so, it's a tough night. Yeah. yeah, fans go out see it in cinema, and uh, Joe Public, please go see it uh, or get it on Blu-ray. I agree with that. I'm with you on that, definitely. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, good. All right. Well, I've been hanging for this, so uh, let's cue the sirens. We're about to go into spoiler territory. You ready? Yes, spoiler territory. Here we are. We're please look away. Oh, we're on audio. Hang on. Please fast forward or stop this podcast if you do not want to know anything about the film. Yeah, if you're on your little podcast the itunes thing press that little 15 second skip ahead about three times <laughs> knowing us it's probably about a hundred times but yeah <laughs> just fast forward 10 minutes now so i think that's enough phil yeah. so they should have gone by now if you don't want to hear about the uh the nuts and bolts about this film yeah so uh, let's continue yeah good um well i've already spoken about how i didn't the, the first film i didn't really like so that's fine now this film like i loved it i really did i loved it um, and I wasn't expecting to like it. And I think one of the reasons why I liked it so much is because really early on, I was like, I get it. It's fine. You know, and by the way, I'm just going to put this out there. I'm terrible at picking films. What do you mean picking? Oh, as you know, in guessing what's any going turns on? Or anything like that. Because I'm, I'm generally not thinking about it. I, I just get into the film and I watch it. And when people lean over to me and go, I bet it was the gardener. Yeah. I just like shut the fuck up. Because I don't want to, I don't want to think about that. I just want to watch this, and I don't need that brain activity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here just to enjoy. Um, some people enjoy by trying to work it out. Yeah, and I'm a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. So in this film, though, 
I found because you had time, because it was slower, you had time to... Oh, let, you had time, my friend. Yeah, you had time to let your mind wander, right? Like, <laughs> and, and think, what's what's actually going on here? Yeah. So while it was happening, I think and I was becoming a little bit bored because I thought, this is so simple. I mean, they've given it, they've given it away already and not like... I don't know. It wasn't like they were trying to hide it. I didn't feel like they were trying to hide no. it. And that's what got me. Because they didn't feel like they were trying to hide it. I think they were trying to tell you that Ryan Gosling was the son uh, of Deckard. Yeah. Um, as you find out later, as you go on. And that he was just on this path of self-discovery. So I was getting into this and these kids were throwing popcorn and mints and all that sort of stuff down the front and <laughs> at you was, or no no i was behind them so i was kind of getting angry at them in my mind uh and also thinking well i, I get i get why you're doing this uh because you're a little bored i get it but yeah i really think uh honestly i don't think a teenager should be watching this film they'll be bored shitless they well, really will unless they're a you know kind of highbrow you know enjoy challenge challenging slow movies uh, why would they be watching this well i've got examples and i'm gonna disagree okay well what's because an example with with the young uh the teenage generation they can't hide their feelings hmm. if they get bored they do things yes they check their phones they fidget they throw <laughs> food um so the first part of the film not one word they were still around the middle uh I can't think of an exact scene because I was yeah. in there as well, but uh, certainly just around the middle. And also, I didn't want to get because I was sitting next to people. I didn't want to get my phone out and put the light on and check the time. Right. So uh, it was somewhere around the middle, and they started mucking about, and that's when I got angry. And then all of a sudden, there was a moment where the twist—not twist, but you know, more information comes in. Yeah. And then they just went still again. Mm. And when you realize you're going to see Deckard, it, everyone just went still. Again, and it just became this quiet cinema watching this fantastic film. Uh, 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 yeah. It's funny you say that, actually. Uh, I hadn't thought about it until you've just said that now. And uh, we were in a, a fairly packed cinema. It was probably 90% full. Uh, and a similar thing happened. I, I can't recall people getting fidgety during the middle part, except for myself. But they, I'm sure there were, some of them. But you're right, though. They're in that last act, which is a lot of silence there, um and you know decker comes into it um yeah they the the crowd was really either um amazed and and into it or asleep because they were dead quiet yeah yeah <laughs> dead quiet and that's the thing I, I don't think yeah honestly i just think that i were enthralled by it because that's how okay. i felt during okay. it and I, that's how i felt the people right in front of me were because you know they're right in front you see them all the time um fidgeting anyway it's a very so, visceral experience really isn't it yeah completely yeah but when that twist happened the reveal or whatnot about it's a daughter not a son that's when i let go of all how of the how bored i felt for that middle part okay yeah so the twist was good and 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 to be honest with you it was not dissimilar to arrival like the ride was long but then when the twist happened you're like yeah. for me it was like a revelation when that, well, yeah I don't call this one a this twist yeah. or reveal a revelation. Was that the go revelation? No, was it, no, it's, no, not, it's not. No. Whereas it made up for the. I, I hear what you're saying. It made up for the pacing of Arrival for me. Yeah. So I get it. I completely get it. Uh, for me though, the reveal and I mean it was just following the beats of the first film with a little sprinkle of a twist on there and 
it's pretty much the same same thing happens. You know, I wish I saw the rest of the film, so I, uh, of the original film, so I could argue more about the beats of the first film. Because mm. you know, I haven't seen it. That's why you keep talking about. No, the, no, no, the not at all. I mean, <laughs> except from what I understand for the, the first film, is, like, this one is different. Yeah. Oh, well, it it's is. Not following the same storyline. You're not watching Flatliners versus Flatliners, 2017. No, but I mean, you know, essentially it's the same beats as far as uh, you know. Uh, struggling blade runner that goes out to you know find four or five particular replicants who were rogue and 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 obviously the the last act of this one is when uh harrison comes into it and that's probably the only yeah but difference he's gone out to find someone that's gone rogue yeah but that's just the first part of the film because then it turns into this as i said this soft what you you think is a self-discovery of ryan gosling and his uh replicant Now, now on that Ryan, no one does deadpan better than Ryan <laughs> Ryan Gosling. That guy. There's just... one moment though where people laughed. Oh really? Yeah. Um, uh, oh my god. No, but it was. A, it felt like a minute where he did nothing but just look at yeah someone or whatever, and his facial twitches were yeah they were laughable, <laughs> and I didn't know if that was because he was a replicant. <laughs> or whether he was just bored himself and the director just said just sit there for a while you know you press record oh. um, but just quickly going back to when it turned to uh, yes it's a, it's a daughter it's not the son and he realises that it made it just made me okay with everything that I had just sat through it made me understand that they couldn't rush this because if mm. you if you rushed that that twist and didn't give it that sort of um, understanding, like that sort of watching all these little um, moments with Ryan Gosling thinking it's him. Yeah, it wouldn't be yeah emotional. You'd be more into a real, really commercial, um, commercially directed sci-fi. Sure, and look, this borders both, right? I, like I agree, man. I agree, but does it have to be two hours and forty-one minutes to get that? Does any film have to be that? Probably well, not. I'm okay, okay. With a, I'm okay with a four-hour film, you know, as long as uh, I'm, I'm invested the whole time. Like, I can watch yeah. Titanic. I know it's cheese and all that, but I can watch Titanic, you know, once a year easily at three hours and 15 minutes. I saw or, it know, three times at the cinema, so... Yeah, know, it's not a... Like, it was, it's, it's captivating. You're in. You, you, you want to be there, you know, and, and I found myself going, in this film, please, I'm gonna please go, hurry up. I'm going to go and watch this two more times. At the cinema? Yeah, just... So I can say I've seen it three more times, like three times <laughs> oh as well as Gladiator and Titanic. <laughs> just to piss you off, just to. You know. Is that what this is really about? <laughs> That's what the whole show is about, isn't it? Why, why, why am I here? Um, anyway, well, I, can I talk about um, a couple of things within the, the film that I really loved? Um, of course. One of them was uh, from a from a futuristic special effects kind of thing. Um, they do a lot of... Did you notice all the data farming? The data farming? Yeah. Like as in when uh, in the establishing shots? Of, yeah, and there's yeah. just all these racks and racks and racks of what seems like servers. Sure. Uh, and there's just, yeah, it's all that you know, data farming, yeah. I guess. And, and I found that very kind of interesting and very realistic because yeah. you got Data for everyone in the UK, data. Yeah, data farming, yeah. Because you need to uh, keep all that shit somewhere, right? Facebook needs... <laughs> warehouses well everything I mean, everything worked on that the whole world right yeah then in, in that uh, right I'm going to go into some moments uh, one being the oddest sex scene ever 
Yes. Is when uh, his uh, little holographic mate had to sink. Played by uh, Anna. With the. Played by Diamas. Anna Diamas. Yes. Uh, with. Yep. It, was, hired was she, help. Was she a hired. Oh, the, I mean, um, she was. She was on the corner, right? Like, yeah, she's a bit rough. So I think she's. No, I don't, she may not have been hired help, but she was. She may go have history with uh, Ryan Gosling's character. Well, I mean, that particular scene had girls staying on a corner, and then in behind them, people having sex uh, <laughs> in silhouetted form in rooms that you could see. Yeah, that's right. I'm yeah. going to call them prostitutes just to yeah. move this along. Is that right? Yeah, sure. Okay, good. So, if my holographic mate came along and said. I got her because I can tell you liked her. I'd be like, who do you think I am? <laughs> you know? Do you not think I'm better than this? Could you not have gone on to... Like, how was Tinder evolved over time? Uh, we're, in a, we're in a data, data yeah, world. Yeah. Why? In intelligence based off your likes and... Yeah, but they can do all these things. And, you know, with advertising as you're walking past and they... Do all the, all these uh, wonderful bits and pieces that are so futuristic, yet they can't find love easier, or you know, just a one night stand easier. Well, I guess, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's that age old, you know, cop who just is married to his job, right? And yeah, but she's not. She's she is literally data. Yeah, she's an operating system. Yeah, you can say data. I'll say data. She's like yeah. an operating system. Yeah, that's what I got from that. Yeah. Yeah. So she should be able to like navigate the internet better than a lot of people and find someone even more reasonable than a <laughs> prostitute on the side of the road. But anyway, but I mean, but she was a facade for that prostitute in the end anyway, right? So did you want to describe the uh, no, sex that, scene is, that you're talking is about? Is she trying to get him a disease? You know, like, oh, I see just, where you're going. Yeah, like you could have got somebody slightly less cleaner. at risk. Well, I don't want to say cleaner because, you know, that's just at risk. Right. Yeah. Because um, I don't think you can argue with that. Uh, anyway, that was just a moment. Um, my other one, which we've discussed, is... Bah, uh, look, part of me loved it, and part of me just hated it. I yeah. guess maybe because I did have a lot of time in that film to think about things, and it would come up. I'm like, oh, would you just stop it and move on to the next scene? We don't need this scene. I did have those moments. It's a bit of a Hans Zimmer uh, signature, really. Um yeah, well, it wasn't. It was similar in Arrival too. Remember that kind of um, not the Hans Zimmer did Arrival. Um, sure. Johan Johansson did Arrival, yeah. but it, it had that overbearing kind of foghorn thing going well, on. Since in, in you know since Inception, Inception yeah. uh, people have been using this all over the place, and, and this was a slightly different version of it, but it was still based on that same. I guess context. it's just ultra dramatic, right? I don't know. I I liked it. I but I like I love Hans Zimmer. So yeah, he move on, Hans Zimmer. Now. You're better than this. It's like Kylie Minogue coming out and doing locomotion. Like for every album, like every album just has locomotion as one. Well, there track was a lot it. more going on than look. No, but no, he's done it other films. I'm sure Hans Zimmer or other people have done it. Yeah. Then maybe the better analogy is that Kali Minogue did locomotion, and then Missy Elliott came out and put locomotion <laughs> on her her album, the exact same song. How would that and go? And so forth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sure. I'm trying how to think would how that would go? do that. No, I don't know. I'm not Missy Elliott. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so then uh, when they did meet, when Deckard and Gosling did meet, and you, you said, like, um, who does deadpan better than anyone? Uh, obviously. Um, uh, Harrison. Well, oh, no. yeah. Right. No, no, yes. Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford yeah. right? Yeah. 
So then you've got two guys in a scene. Yeah, just deadpanning each other. Deadpanning each oh other. Oh my gosh. Punching each other, deadpanning each other. Yeah. And all I could think about this whole time is Ryan just wants to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you just communicate? I hate these scenes where like you've you've actually just wasted my time because like it's not hidden from anyone. You know that Ryan Gosling's there to talk to him. So talk. Yeah, but Harrison doesn't know that. Decker doesn't know that. He just want, he's been hiding for 30 years. Yeah, but... He, Third guy, first guy comes on and goes, smack. Deckard's walked into this room where Ryan Gosling is hidden behind some sort of couch. All he had to do was go, hey, uh, Deckard, <laughs> I don't want to fight, mate. I just want to <laughs> I just want to have a chat. Is that what he'd say? Hey, mate, I don't want to fight. <laughs> mate, let's just have a beer. Let's chat about it. I just want to... like. Do you know that you have a daughter? Did you know that? I didn't realise he went pommy all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> I find it easier. Um, but uh, but why not? Like, why not just reveal everything in that moment? I get why not because it's a film and they need to keep you going and make money and all that sort of stuff. But don't. Like, you, you've got two hours and 41 <laughs> minutes, like you said. There are moments where you can cut and maybe think of something better. And I can't. I'll stick up for the rest of the film. I'll stick up for those middle slow parts for the most part. But I won't stick up for that waste of time, which went for about 15 minutes from beginning to end, where they could just cut that out. Yeah. And we're closer to two hours. Yeah. Look, I I, um, I watched it with uh, two friends, and can I tell you that these two guys are the biggest sci-fi nerds that I know. No word of a lie. Yeah. They've seen every Star Trek episode 18 times. I know one. You know. Was the other one the brother? Yeah. yeah and... Okay. Um, yeah, and, and they, they know their sci-fi really well. Brothers so, and sci-fi. Yeah. They even watch, the, like me and the uh, B-grade horror, they watch B-grade sci-fi and love it. Yeah, know? yeah. And t- B-grade TV sci-fi and blah, Definitely, blah, blah. yeah. Heads. Yeah, so, Absolutely yeah, heads, 100%. Yeah. So I expected them to like this and like myself, uh, they were also bored shitless. <sighs> I wish I was there. They would have enjoyed it more with me. You could have woken me up. They would have enjoyed it more with me. Though. No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I've got nothing else to talk about with this film. The only, uh, the, the last thing I'm going to say is very quick uh, is uh, with the original. It wasn't hard to beat technically because even in 45 minutes, I noticed at least three scenes where they would just cut the audio off and Deckard would still be talking. Oh, right. Like okay. for, for two or three seconds. Not like just, oh, it's a little bit of a cutting area because they're cutting with film and whatever and it happens. No, no. There's a scene where he's ordering his, you know, Chinese noodles or, you know, the noodles. And and as he's ordering, he, I guess the editor thought, I'm finished with this. I'm done with the audio or ran out of audio <laughs> or like something else happened. So they just cut it. But the visual stays up for three seconds while he's still talking. Mm. And it's just so weird. Much like I cut you off at every segment. Well, I guess that's maybe why it has that cold appeal. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Well, I do know something. I've spent almost five hour, hours watching Blade Runner this week. Yeah. And it's too much. It's not quite for me. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't think. I, I just didn't think I was going to be there. I, honestly, I walked in thinking I'm not going to like this. Um, 
which is usual. So great. I'm going to walk out and, you know, we're going to come back into the same thing of you're going to be like, oh, this is like an artistic uh, expression <laughs> of love and sci-fi and all that sort of stuff, right? Let's and rejoice. I, and I'm going to come in going, I'm just, I'm just like, just the popcorn. Renting a hole. It's role reverse. But that's what I love. That's why I love movies. Yeah, right. Because everyone has a different opinion and there's no wrong or right. Yeah. And... uh Except for where I, I <laughs> but no, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's all good, and I appreciate the. I, look, as I said, I, there's a lot that I love about this film. Yeah, but I think I'm just internally disappointed that they went down the extremely slow reveal route, and it was too slow for me. Full stop. And that's disappointing because everything else I really loved about it, um, like visually and, and technically, it was ten out of ten. Good, excellent. Well, guys. Uh, you've just joined us on our uh, adventure on Blade Runner 2049. Or is Not, it 2050? Or 50 something. <laughs> it should be called 2050, man. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for listening today. Um, just so you know, if you, didn't, if you didn't listen to the whole episode, you fast forwarded to the, to the end. Uh, both Jason and I love this film. So, bye! Wait, 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 wait!